This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's episode 6 of the Golden Bee Podcast. I haven't uh, done a podcast in a while. Uh, we're talking Vancouver sports. Man, oh man, there's been a lot of change over the last few weeks. A lot of things have gone on. Uh, we start first, obviously, with the Vancouver Canucks, with Travis Green and Jim Benning both being let go. And we've seen the addition or the arrival of Bruce Boudreaux as head coach, and now Jim Rutherford uh, in a hockey capacity that includes president and possibly general manager. So we've seen the changes that a lot of people requested. We've seen the Canucks team now win their last four games under Boudreau. Uh, definitely a change in culture around the team, mood around the players, and just watching that team unfold um, with a different perspective. It's interesting to note, too, that um, one of the parallels I see here is the play of that of Thatcher Demko in that four and run where he's been named uh, the NHL's Player of the Week going four and So that's as equally as big a cause I think as the fact that they changed the coach and uh, uh, Boudreaux came in and um, you know Thatcher's uh, streak has started. Um, he has a one point two zero goals against nine six two save percentage and one shutout. He was the first NHL star of the week. Don't think this should really be a surprise to anyone, to be honest with you. Has you followed the Canucks the last few years and you've watched Demko and you saw the departure of Markstrom, that's Jacob Markstrom, after the playoff bubble uh, at the end of 2020, where the Canucks actually went pretty far uh, getting to the second round against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. So not really a surprise that we've seen uh, Demko play the way he is. Um, but it certainly helps that win streak, I think, more than just the coaching change. A um, couple other Canucks news and notes here. Uh, two more Canuck players now uh, have tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, Luke Shen and Juho Lamico, who was acquired earlier in the season, that being Lamico from the Florida Panthers for Oliu Levy uh, in an attempt to recover uh, what you would call the Levy and what became or didn't become of that uh, draft choice. And I think the Jim Benning regime had put a lot of reliance on a guy like Hugh Levy, given that he was picked fifth overall, given that he was supposed to be uh, a big part of this defense, even if he wasn't going to be the flashiest defenseman. Uh, he was still going to be a solid, steady, stay-at-home defenseman. Um, and that's another pick for the Canucks in that era where they were, you know, a terrible team relying on or making big first-round draft choices and that's another one after Jake Vertanen, uh, who's exited the organization without materializing into much of anything. So the Canucks and their two uh, COVID players uh, testing positive. And so that's one thing that we'll be watching. It looks like they've also uh, canceled or changed their uh, morning practice. I'm just trying to find this here, but under uh, you know new president and they're searching for a GM uh, in Jim Rutherford has come straight out to the media, uh, faced these questions about the COVID-19 and uh, what and how the Canucks plan to handle it versus last year, 
uh, and I noticed that uh, one sports commentator on Twitter, and I'm just trying to find out who that is, I believe it's Patrick Johnson from the province, said last year they, the team under the old regime uh, trotted out Travis Green to answer questions. Um, and so now you see what happens when you have an actual culture that actually uh, you know goes from the top down and actually acknowledges the fact that the team has COVID cases and the way that it's handled, considering the fact the way that COVID uh, last year in the 56-game season just absolutely ripped through the Canucks. Uh, a guy like Brandon Sutter still hasn't had the chance to play, even though he finished his four-year deal and came back on a one-year contract. It looks like he could still be struggling with COVID-19-related symptoms uh, or health issues. And that's really interesting to see that still, uh, you know, for all of the anti-mask, anti-vax sentiment that's out there. And I don't want to make this a political podcast. Um, when you see people considering uh, to struggle uh, with COVID-19 related questions, symptoms or issues that far after getting it, 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 it really makes me concerned at least. Uh, so we're going to see what happens here with the Canucks um, as the COVID-19 thing unfolds. Just finding that out here, they've uh, canceled their morning skate. There's a game tonight for the Canucks against uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets in Vancouver. So we'll see where that happens. Uh, one of the story notes here, too, about the COVID uh, um, situation is that the Carolina Hurricanes played Thursday in Calgary and in Vancouver on Sunday. And looking at this here, the Calgary Flames were forced to forced to postpone three of their games. Um as there's nine players from their team, I don't have all of them here, are in COVID-19 protocol. Uh, Sebastian Ajo and Seth Jarvis from the Carolina Hurricanes are still in Vancouver after testing positive. So uh, COVID is once again rearing its head in the NHL season, as we knew it would. We're not in any type of playoff bubble format here or any kind of bubble format. We're back to uh, the quote-unquote regular way in which the league is running. Uh, teams are traveling Teams are on those typical Western road swings that you see in the NHL at certain times of the year, whether in a place like Carolina's in Calgary, they're in Edmonton, they're in Vancouver. And so we're seeing that arise again. The Canucks uh, have a lot of home games coming up now, but are due to head out on a on a big swing uh, to the Eastern time zone and some of the Eastern cities uh, in the U.S. in January. So we'll see how that plays out. Coming up next here too, what have I got? I got some really good info positives on the BC Lions uh, from the last week. Uh, great Grey Cup that wrapped on Sunday with Winnipeg winning their second straight Grey Cup. Uh, have to say I'm not surprised. I mentioned that before in the podcast. Winnipeg looked like the team to beat. Uh, and one of the things I was listening to yesterday on a local sports show uh, with Julio Caravetta, who's the former BC Lion quarterback, uh, and a current uh, BC Lions commentator saying how one of the keys for Winnipeg was the fact that they kept a lot of the players uh, on that team together uh, and added some pieces actually, including another person that we'd mentioned on our podcast, former BC Lions kicker uh, Sergio Castillo was one of them that went to Winnipeg. Adam Big Hill's been there for a few years. So um, good to see the Lions today have signed uh, six national players to contract extension. Uh, we may, we mentioned uh, Mariel Villamizer uh, in past on the podcast when he was put on the Lions roster. He and David Mackey are both fullbacks. Jacob Scarfone, wide receiver, and Marcus Davis, DB Jamie Harry, and defensive back linebacker O'Shane Samuels. And so um, good to see 
the Lions making some moves in the offseason to solidify uh, their team for next season, perhaps realizing uh, and mentioning what sort of what uh, Julio Caravetta said yesterday about Winnipeg trying to keep that team together. See what the Lions do there. Uh, VC Lions also received uh, some very positive news with some individual nominations um, during Grey Cup week when the individual uh, player awards were handed out. And so I'm just going to find that here. Uh, it looks like we have um, Bull Combo receiving the individual award for, and I'm just going to find it, uh, I believe it's defensive player, as well as, um, I'm trying to find the other ones here. Just give me a second. But the Lions obviously in Hamilton covering that. So we have um, Bull Combo was uh, top Canadian, pardon me. So Bull Combo at, at uh, top Canadian. Uh, Jordan Williams was outstanding rookie. So two very big positives there for the BC Lions. Uh, both are back next year. Both are on defense. And so that's very positive. Uh, that's good to see. And uh, we're also going to be looking and following what the Lions do because one of the questions uh, mentioned on yesterday's local sports show, the Donnie and Dolly show with Julio Caravetta, was talking about some other options for the Lions, what they plan to do. One of the questions, of course, I think as many of you know, is what they plan to do with Mike Riley in the offseason, whether he uh, stays in that situation and in that contract himself. That remains to be seen, I think. Uh, they've got Nathan Rourke who played very well uh, the last game of the season against the Edmonton Elks. Uh, not that the Edmonton Elks were much of a challenge anyway. Uh, I'd be interested to see how he would do uh, playing some games in the 2022 season in a full CFL season that's going to run 18 games uh, versus just 14. And, you know, the fact that a guy like him would be, meaning Rourke, would be playing um, against some of the big teams in the CFL, like Winnipeg, like Hamilton, uh, who are the who, who are the playoff teams really? Calgary, Saskatchewan, uh, Hamilton, Winnipeg, Montreal are the ones that immediately come to mind for me uh, in terms of all the playoff teams in the CFL. How Rourke would do uh, against some of those teams? And there was obviously six months, uh, you know, five and a half months really to the until the BC Lions uh, start their. Uh, start their training camp in regular season. It's usually in the back half of May, probably in a place again like Kamloops. Um, and so it's going to be interesting for the Lions to see what else unfolds in the offseason in terms of um, the front office, the coaching staff. Uh, I think that's going to pretty much stay the same. I don't see a lot of changes there, uh, even though it was, you know, a 5-9 and nine season for BC, another uh, downer of a season after the 2019 season. Um so it's going to be an interesting, uh, you know, several months for the BC Lions. I think a lot of things are going to play out or shift even um, on the Lions just based on the fact that the Grey Cup's just finished. Uh, and I'll have some more research for you on some of the important dates in the CFL uh, during the offseason. One of the things I did catch wind of, uh, do a little more research on, was the CFL or Randy Ambrosi's proposal to move to uh, four downs, which... Uh, haven't seen a lot of feedback about this on social media, but it's an interesting uh, commentary, at least from Julio Caravetta, who was one of them who said he didn't really think it was uh, the CFL or why people watch the CFL. And it's profoundly different than the NFL or U.S. college football. Uh, if you watch U.S. college football and the NFL, I don't watch enough college football. I probably should. 
I do watch the NFL quite consistently, uh, especially once the CFL is done. Uh, and while the CFL season is going on, it's one of the key differences with those two leagues is the fact that the rules are different and quite different, including uh, the number of downs. And it's one of the reasons why I often uh, like both games because of the different rules. So I don't see how that's going to play out. Well, that's episode six of the Golden View podcast, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and so we'll see what happens uh, in the next week or so in Vancouver in the world of sports. And I'll talk to you soon. This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area.